Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with the Fine Brothers, twin brothers Darren and Craig, along with Lizwe over Zoom video. It was really cool because we had a chance to hear Lizwe's kind of origin story as an artist, as well as Fine's origin story and then hear how they met each other and then put out their new song together uh but craig and darren obviously twin brothers they were born and raised in south africa they're both classically trained musicians when they eventually moved to australia that's when they started to get into edm music and djing and producing so we hear about their journey in music lizwi is also from south africa she still lives there, but prior to this project, Liz, we didn't know Darren or Craig. So they met online, but we hear about how Liz, we got into music. We hear about the Fine Brothers reaching out to Liz, we to work on the new song, which they put out together called The Light. Darren and Craig had the song The Light, the instrumental completely done. They found Lizby on Instagram, actually reached out to her and said, hey, we'd love for you to write the top line for the song. This is the music. Do whatever you want. And uh, Lizby obviously wrote her piece, sent it back, and everyone loved it. And we hear all about the song The Light and a possible in-person meetup. They've never met in person. A possible in-person meetup in December. And Lizby possibly jumping on stage with Fine to perform in South Africa. So that'll be really exciting as well. You can watch the interview with Darren, Craig, and Lizwe on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Fine and Lizwe. Awesome. I'm Adam. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet Thank you. you. <laughs> we, we know each other, Lizzie. We, we, we <laughs> they're not our first radio together. I think you guys <laughs> yeah, work yeah. together. <laughs> yes, yes. Amazing. Well, uh, I appreciate everyone doing this. Um, this is a podcast about the both uh, three of you, I guess, and uh, your journey in music. And we'll talk about the 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 new music you've put out together. Absolutely. We're excited. Sweet. Um, so let's start. Uh, Liz, we'll start with you. Where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in KZN, Durban, uh, in a small town named Umzombe. And now I'm currently staying in Johannesburg in Gauteng, still in South Africa. Oh, wow. Okay. And what was that like? Yes. I mean, what's it like growing up there? Uh, it's, it's very nice. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, you can, if you hear my music, it's all about me singing in my language. I'm so proud of being a Zulu woman. Uh -huh. So growing up here in South Africa, in, in Kesten, um, it's just amazing. It has um, inspired me a lot to be this Lizzie I am today. That's amazing. And how did you end up getting into music? Do you come from a musical or artistic household at all? 
not really. <laughs> um, I think I, I fell in love with music uh, way back when I was still in primary, but I kept that as a secret. So when I was doing my first year in varsity, that's when I was introduced to poetry with Rhythm. I started attending poetry session and then I found myself playing my first guitar, I think around 2013. And I'm, I'm a self-taught basic acoustic um, skills. So from mm. there, I started working with producers um, back at home in KZN. And then I met Gususa. Gususa uh, remixed one of our track, Traveler. And that's when I was introducing to many, many Afro House music producers. <laughs> okay. And how did, they, how did they find you? How did you find this producer? Sorry? How did you find the producer? Like, how'd you guys link up? Was it uh, online? Were you posting songs? Like, how, how do you then? Uh, I was just at home and someone just played the song to them. And then they reached out uh, via Facebook. And then from Facebook to WhatsApp, WhatsApp to me, recording with them and, and everything else leads to this now. Leads okay. to what you would find. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, okay. So, uh, so find obviously, you guys twin brothers. So Correct. Was, exactly. Similar upbringing. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, so, well, uh, um, so I guess how how did you both get into music? Were do you come from an artistic or musical household at all? Um, I wouldn't really say we come from a musical household. I would say we come from a household where our parents have always been involved in some kind of activity. So they've always been sort of out there doing new things. They've never ever been kind of stagnant. For us, we got into music at a really young age. Uh, it started off in primary school. Uh, I, I played the drums. Darren played the, the piano. And uh, we both are classically trained uh, jazz musicians. So I obviously grew up, you know, reading and, and playing playing our instruments and kind of progressing in the school bands. Mm -hmm. um, growing up in Africa, though, definitely influenced the, the type of music we listened to, even from a young age. Uh, we actually grew up in Botswana, which is a, a neighboring country to South Africa, and spent most of our life there before moving to Australia. And then when we got to Australia, which was in our mid-teens, just continued playing in the bands. And as we got older, it slowly went from playing instruments to, hey, we started going out, seeing festivals, things like that. And then we slowly got into electronic music through our experiences. Okay. And did you both kind of get into music? At like growing up, were the two of you just always together? Like, were you able to be in the same classes growing up? I, I recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and I've noticed growing up, there wasn't a lot of twins around where I lived or, or even in my school and stuff. But here there's so just in my neighborhood, there's like four sets of twins. And some of them are in the same classes, like together growing up and going through the uh, same teachers and everything. And some will split up and have, you know, two different paths as far as like education and everything went. Were you both in the same classes growing up or like uh, what was your journey together? What did that look like? Yeah, I mean, we were pretty much on the journey together from the very beginning. I remember Craig bought himself a drum kit when we were probably like, I'd say, 10 years old, 11 years old. I got into music and we actually had the same music teacher. And it was cool because I played the piano, Craig played the drums. Our music teacher, Cedric, uh, who was actually from Zimbabwe, uh, he could sing. So between the three of us, we started like a little band when we were younger. And that's how we basically learned. So we were playing music in a band whilst learning wow. at the same time with the music and teacher with the music teacher exactly and then 
the rest is pretty much history. You know, it started from there. We kept doing music together. We were in the same band at school, moved countries around the world, uh, started DJing together. At one point, we started playing in the clubs. Then it got bigger and bigger, momentum, et cetera. And then it gets to the point where we decided, all right, we need to give this a go for a living. And, you know, that's how it all kind of happened, basically. Wow. And you said you all moved to Australia in your teens. What was that like your family's job or something? What moved you all to Australia? Yeah. So, for, I mean, for us, it was just putting us in an environment which fosters amazing opportunities. Um, you know, growing up in Botswana, I would think is, is honestly the, the best place in the world to grow up. We had the most amazing upbringing. Um, I mean, Elizabeth, you can obviously speak from personal experience, but we we, we yeah. interacted with a lot of villages, uh, with a lot of different cultures, like music and culture and food is, is probably the best thing that comes out of, of Africa. Yes. You know, wow. there's such a sense of warmthness and togetherness. And so we feel so blessed to have grown up uh, with African roots because um, moving to Australia is obviously very different. It's a first world country when you compare it to most African countries. Everything sure. works. There's no load shedding like we have in South Africa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's very different, but we move there for uh, opportunities career-wise, uh, m- like more than anything else. And, and to be closer to our family, because a lot of our family immigrated there as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. How, and how close were you, Lizzie, how close were you to where uh, Craig and Darren grew up? Was that close or not really? Obviously you met later in life, but um, like, as far as where you grew up versus where they were, is that fairly close or not very close? Not very close, but it's, it's, uh, it's close, but it's not close. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 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 Since I'm in Johannesburg, I think it's pretty much close. Yeah. So I think, um, cause here in, in Johannesburg, we also have people from Botswana. There's Tuana language people, like so many people speak Tuana here around me. So I, I can say, uh, the background it's it's more the same because we all okay. sharing our traditionals they're also proud of their traditions i'm also proud of them so the combination is something amazing sure absolutely and yeah darren you and craig do you guys did you grow up speaking english uh exclu- i mean were you learning the language in, in uh botswana when you lived there yeah, so we, we learned the, la- the language at school, but um, our parents are South African born. So we speak English at home and we learned Setswana when we were in primary school. We also learned a bit of French, not very good at French or Tswana either, because <laughs> we, we predominantly <laughs> speak English. But yeah, it was, it was amazing to learn when, when we were younger. And we used to go all the time to Johannesburg. Like Lizwe was is probably like four hours drive from where okay, we used so to not live bad. in, in Gabara. And so super close. Yeah. Wow. And when it came to writing music, uh, Craig, Darren, you guys were in a band together. It sounds like from the very beginning with the music teacher and you played, did you say jazz? You guys are jazz musicians. We, we grew up learning to read jazz music. And so we're okay. classically trained as in we can read music and we yeah. understand it. Right. And then when you guys started playing music to get, when you started a band with like, were you playing original songs or is it mainly in the cover world? When did you uh, start writing your own songs? Yeah, it was actually a bit of both. So when we were in a band growing up, it was more like original stuff. We, um, you know, we were with, when we were in high school, we were with these three guys, uh, Max, Daniel, and Jonathan. Uh, and we were like just making our own original stuff, nothing to do with electronic music, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we played a bit of covers, um, but it, was, it, it didn't really become super original until we got into the electronic world of music, which was probably about 2017 that we got into, you know, DJing and musical production. 
Okay. Yeah, it's fascinating that being classically trained, um, going shifting to more of the electronic sound and the DJing sound. Was that just something you, you said you went to festivals and stuff? It was just something you were drawn to? Um, I mean, naturally, just through life experiences, I can actually remember the first time that I really fell in love with electronic music was actually 2015. I was watching Black Coffee play at Shimmy Beach Club in Cape Town in South Africa. He, he plays there every single year. And, wow. it's, and it's funny, Lizzie, that you mentioned the song Traveler, because that was the first time that we actually learned yeah. about you as well, was that amazing vocal on that powerful song Traveler with Kusuza. Yeah. Um, and we heard that and it was like, wow, okay, this electronic space, it, it makes you feel things that maybe I would say traditional music does in some way, but it's different when you're in a nightclub with your friends and, you know, you've got these massive crowds. It's just, it's so surreal. Like to give some context to that, imagine, right, we're from Botswana, which is a pretty third world country, uh-huh. and we didn't really have nightclubs and nightlife experience, et cetera. So as we got older and we went to South Africa for the first time, we used to go on holiday like 20 times a year. And so we arrive in Cape Town and we see black coffee. And it's one of the first times we've ever basically been at a nightclub before. And so that was like our early, you know, inspiration of, of music and electronic music and seeing what it's all about for the first time. Wow. Elizabeth, did you have any uh, similar experience as far as that went, as far as seeing like an artist or like what kind of drove you to want to pursue music as a career path? Uh, yes, I grew up uh, listening to the late Mambu Simshongo, who, who was very you know, spiritual, very powerful. She was so she was so ethical, I can say. She was so spiritual. And also, um, I was very inspired by uh, Blake Coffee as well. There was a time when he was playing in uh, Etumlazi. I, I, I remember I was in the front row. Like, I didn't want nobody to touch me because I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, the experience is something else. That's when I was like, okay, you know what? This is my life. I, I really need to to focus on this. And I really... I really need to master myself, you know. I really need to connect with my roots because I believe that. Um, sorry, I think I just kicked my phone. Oh, okay. uh, I believe that. Uh, <laughs> I believe with uh, with with what's now I'm doing in the music industry. There's uh, African chants uh, that was inspired uh, mostly with my upbringing. So my mom and my grandmother used to they used to love to lululate like to celebrate <laughs> so i was like okay me studying music it's i'm celebrating my life i'm celebrating them i'm celebrating being an african woman so whenever you hear lizzie's song i don't miss I, you will find it so yeah <laughs> love that <laughs> when it comes to you don't write in english is that correct lizzie so was that a decision that you had to make kind of early on i mean obviously you could speak english very very well so (laughs) why did you decide Um, on that i think um you know i i love a challenge so when when i started music i was like okay you know what i'm gonna stick to my language they they will they will like follow my my lead (laughs) and then you know and then as time goes by i'm like oh my goodness and uh there's this lady who's um uh, tell me what you're gonna do. I was like, ooh, okay, maybe, maybe if I can diverse a little bit, just like divert and be like uh, versatile. And then I started writing in English, and yeah, it's it's working. It's getting there. It's you know, it's growing in me as well. So okay. yeah. <laughs> 
This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Well, I have the solution for you. It's Adam from Bringing It Backwards. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your doorstep. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tracking all your holiday to-dos. Factor wants you to skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays. I know I personally have kids at home that are home from school on break, which means they're home all day. <laughs> Not only that, but you know, driving to the extracurricular activities, their friends' houses, doesn't leave a whole lot of time for meal prepping. Factor lets you choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your doorstep, and they're ready to eat in two minutes. That's right, delivered right to your doorstep and ready to eat in two minutes. You don't get the food delivered to you, and it's like, okay, I've got the food, but now i got to spend 45 minutes an hour prepping all the food and making it so I'm ready to eat. This is two minutes delivered right to your door, fresh, never frozen meals, supporting your healthy lifestyle. And this November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your doorstep. Again, ready in two minutes. No prep, no mess. Flavor-packed meals delivered right to you. All you need to do is head to factormeals.com slash B-I-B-T-V 50 and use the code B-I-B-T-V 50, B-I-B-T-V 50 and get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash B-I-B-T-V 50 for 50% off. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. The three of you all met. Uh, what's that story? I want to hear how you all met. I, and actually, real quick, um, Darren and Craig, you guys moved. Did you move to L.A.? Are you in L.A.? Or are you still in uh, Australia? <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're currently in L.A., but we actually have some plans in the coming weeks. We are actually relocating to Europe. Um, so we're going to be based out of the Netherlands uh, very shortly. Uh, wow. Just, you know, L.A. Yes. LA is amazing. Um, it, it's an awesome scene. Um, but we just feel like given uh, Afro House and Melodic and Melodic uh, Melodic House that we play, we feel that Europe is really suited to to mm. that 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 style of music. Sure. And what did you guys move to LA to pursue music? Like, was that like okay? We I want to get to LA. Like, this is the entertainment you know mecca, so to speak. Aside from at least here in the states, like you know Nashville or New York, um, did you move to Los Angeles because of the industry there? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were in Australia. We actually tried to move to America in 2020. It was literally just before the pandemic. And so we came over here, we set up life. Basically we spent like three months here and then in the very end COVID hit. And so we basically decided to go back to Australia and then we were there stuck in lockdown for, for two years, pretty much. You're right. And then last year when the world opened up, we came back here and it was for music. I mean, we basically realized that LA is just such a huge, scene and we were doing well in australia but we weren't really feeling like we were getting the kind of international exposure 
that we wanted. Uh-huh. And so we were basically chasing opportunity when we came here to LA. And it's now the same reason that we're, we're heading off to Europe. Very cool. Um, with, uh, I'm just curious on, on your end, Liz, we like with the pandemic, how did like, just because it's the whole world literally was mm. stopped. I mean, everyone in the world was, was like on this lockdown thing. Um, what was that like, uh, where you were? Yeah, it was pretty tough. Like it was really, really tough, uh, for artists here in South Africa. And luckily they started doing these things, um, where like you need to sign some form for you to, for them to send you money to live by because we're no longer getting gigs, um, uh-huh. doing collaborations, you know, we're just sitting at home. You know, right. it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Wow. But the, you were able yeah. to get support, what, for the, through the government from that, those forms? Yeah, said? yeah, yeah, yeah. The music support. Yeah. That's yes. awesome. They, yeah, they, they did try. That's really awesome. I know like uh, New Zealand and Canada are very big on supporting their arts, which I think is so cool. Those are the two ones I can recall off the top of my head where there's a bunch of grant programs and stuff that you can mm-hmm. apply for that'll help pay for your albums and music videos. Yeah. Um, mm. That's really cool that where you were in South Africa, they, they were doing that as well, as far as like, yeah, they were trying, they were trying. Yeah. And I mean, I was in San Diego, just South of LA for most of the pandemic and <laughs> they could care less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's just, it's so fascinating. So how did you all meet then? Was this like, was there a song that you guys, like, I know you, 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 you have a record together, but like, how did that connection begin? Were you working on stuff prior to uh, putting out the light? Uh, Daz, you want to have a crack? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so we, obviously we were producing tracks and we, we realized one day we were like, we need some amazing vocals on this particular track. And uh, we literally reached out to Lizwe on, on Instagram and uh, we were so like pleasantly surprised. We, we got a response pretty much straight away. Super lovely to deal with. And it moved from Instagram to WhatsApp. And uh, we ended up sending Lizwe the, the track. And Lizwe did an amazing uh, job. It was actually, it wasn't on this track initially. We've got a, another track together that we worked on. Yeah. So we did one amazing track together called Nomatemba. And then we did a, another track called The Light. And that's pretty much it. You know, it's a very, it's been the most amazing interaction basically working with Lizwe so far. And you reached, you said reached out via Instagram. And uh, so did you, Lizwe, did you kind of know their background as far as growing up in South Africa? And was that like a connection that you had, y'all had together? No, I didn't I realize think, uh, that until later. <laughs> no, I think uh, when they inboxed me on Instagram, that's when I was like, okay, there's full of fun. And then I started going through their profile. I was like, okay, you know what? I love their sound. It connects with me. So why not? Let's do this thing. And then from there, I feel like I've known them for like, I don't know. I think exactly. their work and my work, it's just, it's a duet. You know, yeah. like that perfect. I agree. Duet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> What's what's amazing about Lizwe, and this is something we talk about often, is you know we we sent her a blank track, right? So we obviously produced yeah what we we call an instrumental per se, and uh, mm-hmm. we sent it over to Lizwe, and we said, hey, look, you've got full artistic freedom, and these were for both records. This is kind of how how we approach working with vocalists and generalists. Hey, we you know you're amazing, you're established, you know you're you're very intelligent and good at what you do. 
we want to give you a blank canvas that you can really express yourself in a way that you feel represents you. And, uh, you know, Lizzie doesn't just put vocals, you know, she's a writer. She really creates beautiful melodies in the way that she sings and everything that she touches is just gold. You know, even, even the other one, Noma Temba, um, it, it, they're both so special and so unique in so different Mm -hmm. ways. Obviously the light, you know, the lights coming out now, Mo Black, which we're so excited for, um, yeah. But, you know, we, we always listen to her music and it's great. Whatever she puts out is always just awesome. Wow. That's really cool. And then uh, I'm sure, Lizzie, you appreciate just getting the song, right? Instead of them being like, yeah. here's, here's a song. This is how the hook goes. And then this, this, that, and the other thing. You just got the song and got to write whatever you mm. felt at the moment. Yeah. 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 It, it's pretty amazing. It allows me to be free, you know, because I believe that music is a spiritual gift. So if a person allows me to be myself, you know, it it brings out the best in me. Yeah. So uh, board tracks are amazing. They're a very special piece of me, you know. So I'm sharing myself with their work. And so basically what I'm saying is it's us. We are inviting people in our lives, in our spiritual lives. I love that. And you've got a bunch of records out yourself, uh, Lizzie, as far as, I mean, you yeah. put out what, a bunch of music even this, this year. Or is that something yes. that you're always working on between your own solo artist project? Are you working with a lot of outside people as well? Um, in similar form to this uh, collaboration with Fine? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I just uh, recently finished my album. It's I think it's 50-50 national and international producers. So it's amazing. It's the, actually I'm uniting both families because I always say like I have a huge family international and a huge family in South Africa. So uh, with this album, I know it's going to bring a lot of joy into people's lives, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. And did you write it this year or has it been a project you've been working on for a while? Uh, I wrote it this year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't write lyrics down and then put them there. You know, I have to listen to an instrument and then write what comes at that time. The message that comes through that beat, the beat that I'm listening, if they send a beat now and I play it and it'll be like, okay, the inspiration will come from the instrumental and then I'll be like, okay, you know what? This is what I need to say, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. what about you both? So do you have a, a, I mean, obviously working with, with Liz, Wee, but when it comes to reaching out to other people and, and, and people to sing top lines, is that something that you do most of the time or do you write, uh, is there, are there other circumstances where you're like, okay, we're going to write everything and send it to somebody or how does that work? Um, it's, it's a bit of both, I would say. Um, a lot of the stuff we've actually been doing kind of solo because we were stuck in, we were like in Australia in lockdown. It was kind of just me and Craig by ourselves for like two years, every weekend, basically writing a lot of music. Uh Um, but now we're at the point where we definitely were collaborating with a few people. So we've got some very exciting releases upcoming with, with vocalists such as Liz We've got some tracks with some other Afro artists that are, are coming out, some remixes that have been done. Um, so we're at the point now where we're definitely looking to collaborate because uh, it's such a good experience. And I think you can really take tracks to the next level in that regard. Yeah. During the lockdown, you both were together. Oh, it's not, imagine, right? Do you guys live together? Right. Or are you all t- with each other all, all the time? 
as far yeah, as that we're, goes. We're pretty much like this in terms of how close we are. Oh, like we, we live together. We've traveled together. We've now lived in probably seven, eight countries together. This is like, wow. we're now moving again. I never thought we'd be moving countries. Like everyone who asked us, is LA the last place you're going to be? We said, absolutely. <laughs> and now here we are moving to Europe again, but we're super close. Like a lot of the time people say to us, I've never seen twins that are closer than mm-hmm. you guys. Cause we don't fight. We're like best friends. I think it's cause we grew up in Botswana. We that do, we're, fi- we do we're fight. this close. <laughs> we, we do fight. It's only human. Right. A little. A little. So are you, what, what were you saying? You, it's cause you grew up in Botswana. Yeah, we were, you know, like we, we were one of the few like white people in a predominantly black country. For example, we were one of the few expatriates in Botswana. A lot of our friends growing up, they didn't speak English. We spoke English. And so we, we literally knew no one as a family when we moved there. And I think because of that, Craig and I were always kind of stuck together. You know, it was like the two of us versus not verse, but like two of us and then the rest of the world. And yeah. so we just became super close. Like we obviously went to the same school, same family, lived in the same place, played a lot of the same sports, had all the same friends. And so from the very beginning, we were just as tight as anything, basically. That's so fast. I didn't think about the fact that, okay, because most of the time, you know, at least here in the States, you know, the African are African-Americans are more the are a minority of people here. And like, you're there and you're kind of like the only, you know, light skinned people. Maybe I don't know. That's just, you have exactly. kind of the same, maybe a similar upbringing to, to people here in the States that aren't, that don't look like you. You know what I mean? Totally. No, it makes sense. Look, look, Botswana for us was the best upbringing we could have ever asked for. We couldn't be more grateful, you know? Yeah. That's fascinating to hear. Um, so when it comes to you all, are you like, is this something that you could potentially see as like a, a live show together? Like, you know, if you're doing a festival or something, bring out Lizwe or vice versa, or if like to actually perform the songs. Oh, I think. Um, wrote. Did they froze on us, Lizzie? What about you? How do you feel about that? Like, is that something that you're interested in doing? And are, do you play you know, out quite a bit in, uh, you know, around where you are at in South Africa? Yeah, I, it is my wish. You know, it is my wish to even like perform with all the producers that I've worked with. I always say, I wish my feet can land where my voice has traveled. So it is, it is my wish. I love that. Uh, I okay, we missed the quest. We missed the question. We had some internet issues there for a couple seconds. Yeah, you, for you guys froze. I was just wondering if 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 you all had any plans to you know meet in person and and perform live or maybe Absolutely. even write some new music, not via maybe the internet. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's funny you say that. So uh, obviously we haven't announced this to to really anyone on a on a major scale yet, but we do have a, a tour to South Africa planned for the, for the end of the year. We're doing South Africa, Bali and Australia for a couple of weeks over like December, uh, like, you know, end of November to December and January. Uh, we haven't even spoken to Lizzie about how this would work yet, but we, you know, one of the things that we want to do is, you know, if Lizzie was available and she was around when we're playing shows, we obviously want her to sing the tracks live with us when we play them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we haven't really figured that out because we're still six months away. But absolutely, when we're, when we're down there, you, 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 you bet, bet that we're going to try and make sure that we link up. 
Lizzie, are you down with this? Are you going to come on stage? Yes, of them? course. There we <laughs> go. This happen. I'm going to write it down. I'll be like, okay, you know what? December, December, I'm available. <laughs> there we I go. I love that. To... See, yeah. it's, uh, there you go. Uh, we're, 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 yeah, we're making plans. I love that. And yes, um, we will absolutely write more music together as well. You know, we're, yes, we're in it for the long the... term. Yeah, That's this amazing. is the first of many to come for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate all of you uh, doing this this morning. I know it's early for, uh, for Greg and Darren in LA. Um, <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm not sure what time it is in, in where you're at, Lizby, but I think now it's half past four oh. in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, so uh, I have one more question. I want to get an answer from all of you individually. And we'll start with you, Lizby. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Um, yes, I would say you must invest in your craft. Uh, there's a business side in the entertainment industry and there's a talent side. So I think uh, we focus as vocalists, we focus more on the talent side and then we just don't pay much attention on the business side. Hence, we find artists that are saying like we are not getting what we're supposed to be getting, you know, because we are not that much educated when it comes to contracts and all those things. So I feel like um, young artists that are coming up, they really need to look into that. Love that. What about Craig, you and Darren, how, how, what's uh, advice for aspiring artists? Yeah, I, I would say for, for someone that's fairly new to the industry, it's very easy to get caught up with just wanting to focus on playing gigs. That's obviously one of the main things that the DJs do is obviously they perform. But I think sometimes music production gets overlooked a little bit. And I think, you know, one thing for Darren and I is that we're really locking in on our musical production. Uh, we're really focusing on just producing the absolute best music that we can because you can play 100 gigs in 100 different nightclubs. But unless you've got your own voice and unless you're putting out unique music that makes you, you know, break through everyone else, you won't achieve the success that you want. So to anyone that's new and upcoming, really focus on producing unique music that will put yourself on the map. Because once you achieve that virality or something does really, really well, all the gigs will follow. Love that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we, we were always told that uh, the second we stop talking or, or someone in the team stops talking, the music has to do the speaking. And that's basically what it, it comes down to is that if, if you don't get the world-class reaction from, from the world, then you need to do better. And so what it ends up is a situation where basically you have to be committed for the long term and I think that's the biggest thing is it's really a long-term game like we keep hearing it's, it takes 10 years to like really really make it in the industry so basically it's either all or nothing but if it, if you're giving it a go give it 110 percent because it, it's been an amazing fulfilling journey so far so we're, just, we're excited yeah. to just keep going and see where it ends up <laughs>